Blog Talk Radio. We are back. Welcome to Infinite Love Talk Radio with your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie. Hello, everybody, and it is definitely good to be back. Yes, it is. We had a family emergency, so we apologize, guys, that we weren't available to do the show last Saturday, but everything is well in Christie land. And you can join us anytime by calling us at 215-347-347. 8305, or by joining our chat room throughout the show. Yes, babe. Today we are going to be discussing all things food. And I know everyone loves food, right? Well, we are no exception to that rule, and good food is one of life's true pleasures. I am an avid chef and food connoisseur. Also, I just love the whole process of preparing food, and then, of course, the time when it comes to serve my family the delicious creation. And I second that. You're a fantastic cook, honey, and I have been so lucky as to watch my husband create his own signature dishes as well. That's all my favorites. Well, I I really appreciate that, baby, but you know what I would like you to do? I'd like you to share a few of them with our guests so they can kind of, you know, see where we're at. <laughs> sure, like your salmon dip. I mean, I love that. Wow. Not just me, but our whole family, we all just love it. He can he makes the best salmon dip and I'll let him tell you a little bit more about that in just a few. But I know it's a secret, honey, and could you share with them how it's made? Because I know one day we're gonna open our own restaurant and then it'll be one of our main, you know, attractions. But just tell them a little bit about it. Well, I would have to say the salmon dip was, first of all, you have a lot of dips. You have your spinach dip, which is a big-time favorite everywhere we go. One of our favorite restaurants, Houston's in Los Angeles, has fantastic salmon dip. And, uh, or excuse me, spinach dip. And I told my wife one day, I said, I'm going to create the salmon dip. So what I did was I got smoked salmon. And there's different types of smoked salmon. And from our area, salmon is very big in the northwest. So what I did is I went to the store and I started feeling them, and I felt that some of the salmon was softer than others. And I particularly like the salmon that's a little bit harder. And what I do is I get the salmon, and they usually come in pieces, and I break it up real nicely, nice and fine, and then I add, you know, different little things that is going to make the salmon dip special. Obviously, you have your green onions and your seasonings and stuff, but I don't want to give away my my signature of what makes it special, so I won't say that, but that is a way that you make salmon dip, and it's great with your rich crackers or whatever type of crackers, and it just has turned out to be something that our family truly loves, not only our children, my wife, but extended family also, so now whenever we have any type of barbecue or anything like that, salmon dip is always at the head of the list. 
that is most definitely the truth, you guys. And, again, you you have to come to our restaurant in the future, the one that we're going to have in Seattle, if you want to try it. It's awesome, though. And, honey, let's talk a little bit about, like, some of your other things you've created over the years, and that has become, like, family, you know, where we have to have it. Every family occasion, everyone's like, what is it? You know, can you make it? Well, name one. Okay, well, I'll stay with the fish because salmon is, like I said, we're from the northwest and salmon is big. But one day I was trying to figure out a different way to cook salmon. Obviously you grill it, you bake it, all these different things. But a lot of the time we would go to restaurants and my wife would say, yeah, I, I like your salmon, but can you do it like this or do it like that? So listening to her, I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bake the salmon, but first I'm going to lay down some pears and some fruit. But I laid it down on top of some sliced pears, squeezed some oranges over it, laid some lemons on it, and seasoned it up real nicely, put it in the oven at about 350 to 400 degrees, and just really let it simmer. And I'll tell you, the juices come out of it, the oranges, the pears, and by the end of it, my wife was just, oh, my God. And then to add that special little touch, you broil it just at the end and give it just a little crispiness on the outside, and I'll tell you, she falls out for it every time. And yes, I do. And I'm going to tell you guys what I can make. And I'm just going to break it up a little bit. And, I mean, no one laughs at me, but I can make the best scrambled eggs you ever wanted to eat. What I do is I put it in the pan. I put a little butter in there just to make the eggs not stick to the pan. And then I come in with the salt and the pepper, you know, like when you were a little kid. And you break the eggs in the pan, and then you put the egg shells in the garbage because my husband yells at me if I put it back in the carton like we used to do. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And then you take some cheese, and grated cheese is the best, or you can grate it if you have a grater. See, that's more of the chef side of me. And then I sprinkle that onto the eggs in the pan, and my husband's laughing at me, but this is real, you guys. This is not funny. And I scrambled it slowly. I want to make sure I get the cheese melted into the egg. And then I put a little salt and pepper, and oh, my God, the delicacy you will enjoy after tasting some of Jackie's famous scrambled eggs. And then, to top it off, I make some turkey bacon, and I make that well done. I like all of my meats overcooked, and so it's crunchy, and it complements the cheese eggs really, really good. So that's something that I make. I, honey, I don't know why you're laughing no, at me. Everyone's not a shit. No, I'm not saying that. That sounds oh, like that hurts. When we get home, I'll have you make some of that. But listen, okay, I got another one for you. Now, I know we don't, we don't eat red meat anymore, everybody. We stopped eating red meat some years ago. That's but one of our favorites was flank steak. And I'll tell you, what you do is you get the flank steak and you tenderize it really good. Then you marinate it overnight. Now, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I marinated it in, but some teriyaki is very good. I will say that. Some soy sauce, and then I'll let you experiment on your own. But you marinate it overnight, and then my dad came, and he put some vegetables on top of it. Then he rolled it up. And when I say roll it up, you roll it up really, really tight like you're rolling up some pants you're going to put into a bag on a, go on vacation. You roll it up really tight, then you wrap it in foil as tight as you can, and you set it on the barbecue grill. And when oh, I my. take that a loose, oh, my goodness, you <laughs> shave that with a knife, and you're going to have the dogs and the neighbors and everybody coming to pay you a visit because that flank steak is something 
Oh, my goodness. And let me tell you guys, he's not kidding. The meat melts in your mouth. Let me let me repeat that. The meat melts in your mouth. Okay, so if you really, really want to taste some plants, you got to come to our restaurant. That's going to be another one of our main attractions. Now, let me tell you another one, you guys. This one is so cool because I'm good at this one. Oh, my Uh-oh. God. I make the best. The best. Let me repeat that. Toast you ever, oh, ever want to have. Wow. Okay. What you do is you get some whole wheat bread, and we usually go to Trader Joe's and get it. That's not right, honey. I mean, my stuff, okay, I'm not a chef. I'm not, I'm not pretending to be a chef, but I do tell you guys, I make the best toast. You take the bread, you lay it on like some foil. I learned this from my husband, but I added my own little tricks to it, and you put the butter on the bread, but you get hard butter, so it's like four little clusters, and you sit it on the bread, so when it melts, it only melts in those sections. Oh, my God. And then you can take either garlic salt, if that's what you have a flavor for, and you want to have some spaghetti with it, or you can just put a little salt and pepper, you can put cheese there again, there's my cheese again, and then you just put it in the oven on broil, and you just let it just cook into the bread, and it gets crispy around the outside, and just those little pockets where you put the butter is tender, oh my God, it is the best. Tell them about it, honey, go ahead. Uh, well, I will have to say, you got to get the right type of bread. My wife is definitely correct. If you are a connoisseur of food, then you're, you're learning about how you like the food, and that is a special way to cook toast instead of in the toaster. You put it in the oven and you put it on broil, and, man, you can do it real big that way, no question. But oh, one, no of, question. one of my wife's favorites, and also our son, and I have to put my daughter in there also, favorite is quesadillas. And oh, yes. you take – now, most people, when they make quesadillas, they use, like, chicken breast and that sort of thing. But I found something different. Chicken thighs. In Hello? And if you use chicken thighs, they are very, very tender. And what you do is you cook those, you season them up real nicely, you, you cook them, and then – You put that on top of the tortilla, put a little cheese on it, flip the tortilla over. you got to get your special seasonings, of course. We can't give everything away. But also, you get a little bit of fresh cilantro, and you put that on the side. And I'm going to tell you, you guys are going to have something special. Also, uh, my son's favorite is sour cream, and that's something that you have to have with it. But quesadillas is something that that is big in the Christie household. And... uh, and Ty comes by and cooks those for us also, and he makes a heck of a quesadilla. Oh, yes, definitely. And there's another one that you and Ty cook, honey. It's a, You wrap it up, and it had those, that lettuce, and it was like, well, remember? For veggie wraps. And oh, you can, yeah. you can use lettuce, and you can also use carrots, carrots and cabbage. And you season them up real good. You don't have to cook those because that stays fresh. And you can use, if you want to be healthy, because this is very healthy and it's more of a vegetarian dish, the fact that you can use wheat tortillas, you season them up real nicely, you stuff them, roll them up, and then you can slice them. And my wife just falls out for for Ty's uh, vegetarian tortillas, I have to say. (laughs) He makes a heck of one with that one, yes. Now, what's the sauce? Was that like a peanut sauce that you can dip it in or... Well, what kind of sauces? Well, you use some rice vinegar. Okay. You use some, um, some regular vinegar. You also use soy sauce. You can use some teriyaki sauce. You mix it together. It's kind of to your taste, but um, we can't give that away. Uh, oh. That, that, that's Ty's recipe, so if I say it over there, he might get mad at me. 
<laughs> well, I also want to share with them, there was a meal my husband would cook, you guys, when I'd go visit him back in New York when he was playing there, and it was delicious. He would he'd say, you know, I'm just going to throw some things together, but it was delicious. It was noodles and then some kind of sauce, like a white sauce on pasta, and then shrimps. Tell them a little bit about that one. That was that one of my favorites. That would be shrimp fettuccine Alfredo, and that is an oh. easy one to cook because it doesn't take long to boil noodles. You definitely get yourself some Alfredo sauce, and that is the key because a lot of people just go to the store, grab the Alfredo sauce, pour it in the dish, and think that that's it. But you have to spice it up, and I will say to the people, use some cream cheese and some sour cream inside of that, season it up a little bit, and you're going to have one heck of a sauce. But uh, also, you put your, your prawns into uh, a dish. I always use butter. That really makes the prawns taste well. Season them up nice. And then you mix all of that together, and you have one heck of a dish that I would say that my wife has loved for, for many, many years, and it's something that we still cook today, except Chantel doesn't let us put shrimp in. She only wants chicken in hers. So you can add any type of meat you want into that and make it something special, no doubt. And I want to say you can join us anytime by calling 347-215-8305 or joining us in our chat room as well. And, honey, we got a question from someone. They want to know what is something healthy that you would prepare for someone that is trying to lose weight but yet they still want to get their nutrition. What would be one of your items on your recipes? You, you know, that's a very good question, babe, and I'm going to take this kind of, we're going to go left a little bit because this is a really good one and it's something big and we do it in our household constantly and it is juicing. If you don't have a juicer, I suggest that you go out and you get yourself a juicer. And what I will say, if you're trying to lose weight, juicing is one of the ways that can really, really help you, not to mention that it is very, very healthy for you. Uh, one of our favorite juices is apple, carrot, lemon, and lettuce. And that might sound a little wire, haywire to you, but I'll tell you, once you mix those up and you drink it, man, you can just feel it go right into your bloodstream. Not only does it give you energy, but it gives you all the nutrition and the vitamins that you're looking for in your food. And I'll tell you, you can eat. 10, 12 carrots and not even know it because you're drinking them and you don't have to eat all of the fiber that it takes to eat the actual food. But juicing is something that I would say, babe, to answer that question that would be very big for somebody who's trying to lose weight because you get all the nutrients and it's very, very good for you at the same time. And isn't it true your body assimilates it better as well, huh? No question. I mean, that goes right in and out of you as far as your liver and stuff like that okay. is very good for you. And there's a lot of books that you can pick up also okay. on juicing. Okay. And there's different detoxifying juices that you can use. It's also very good for your liver and your kidneys. You can also throw things like ginger in there. You can use oh, wow. beets in there. But I will warn you, if you're going to use beets, only use a very, very small portion of a beet. Because, you? No, not hurt you, but they're so, so strong that you're going to oh. take if you use a quarter of a beet, and a beet is about the size of a, maybe a little bigger than a ping pong ball, but if you only use a quarter of it and you use 10 carrots and 8 apples, you're going to taste the beet before you taste anything else because it is very potent, but that's letting you know that that is something that's strong and it's getting in your body and doing some really, really good things for you. Juicing is big, guys. Oh, that's fantastic, honey. And I would also say another healthy thing that they can eat is like a lot of wheat. 
that's a lot better than eating the white bread. That will help with weight loss, and it's also healthy. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can substitute a, a recipe that you might read in a magazine, you know, that may just be the regular contents, right? Can't you just use a lower calorie? I, I noticed you and Tyrone talk a lot about healthier foods. That's what we should share with them is what kind of foods could you substitute but still get that same flavor and that same taste. Yes, no question. Uh, my wife is right on point, but I would say that when you're dealing with your your white flour, and that's more of the processed stuff, you want to try to stay as close to natural as you can. And we try to do a lot of organic foods and eat as much organic as we possibly can. Don't get me wrong, we stray sometimes, but we try to stay as close as we can to that line because your body assimilates it better and it's going to go through your body and your body is going to love you for it because the more... Of the stuff that you eat that's processed, it's been touched by man, and now when it goes into your body, it's not going out as fast as it possibly can, and it's tougher on your liver and your kidneys and stuff, your organs trying to get it out of your body. So, uh, for instance, we make some uh, oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, and Mm -hmm. instead of using white flour, I use wheat flour in that. Instead of using all white sugar, I use some brown sugar, or uh, sometimes I even substitute and put honey in it. Then also we try to get the best, best chocolate that we can so that anything that we're putting in it, obviously we're eating cookies. That might not be the best thing for you, but at the same time we're trying to use the best ingredients in that so that you can still, hey, I want to have these things. I do enjoy food, and I enjoy some sweet food, but I want to try to make sure that the food that I'm eating is as, quote, unquote, healthy as it can be. Well, honey, I would like to ask you something. You know a person that has a sweet tooth. I've pretty much gotten over that somewhat now um, after dealing with Jenny Craig and how they give you, they still give you things that's sweet, but maybe you don't eat the candy and that sort of stuff. What would you recommend out of the things that you cook and to someone that wants to get rid of their sweet tooth? I would go back to juicing because I will tell you that juicing, you're going to, apples, you would never know how sweet apples are until you juice one and you really taste. I mean, you are getting a kick out of that. But one of the things is what I just mentioned. You get some uh, some oatmeal cookies and you can put in what you want and just make sure that you're trying to put in some healthy stuff in there at the same time. But sweet tooth, what people have to understand is that if you do something in abundance, Okay. That's a problem. That's it's not a big problem. So I can eat M&M's? If you just eat them in moderation. <laughs> if, but if you just gorge a whole bag every day, well, then obviously you're going to have a problem. But, you know, if you have an, some M&M's every now and then, not a big deal. If you have a Snickers or something like that, not a big deal. But if you just are constantly eating that, that's when people see their problems. So if you give your body more vegetables, more of all these things, and then you do have a little bit of sweets now and again, it's not a big problem. Also, exercise is very big. Yeah, and, and a pack of peanut M&M's in the yellow pack never killed anybody, right? You know, I tend to, if I like something, guys, out there, all our listeners, and I see we got a lot of callers on the line as well, I tend to overindulge sometimes. So I'm really, really proud of the fact that I have someone in my life, which is my husband, that actually tries to serve 80% healthy. So uh, I'm, I'm really uh, excited about that. You know, one that I wanted to touch on, and we were cooking last week, and, and Ty said, hey, D, you know, I used to work in a pizzeria. And I said, oh, really? I never knew that. But thank you for the information. And he goes, have you ever cooked the pizza on the rack without anything underneath it? And I said, no, I haven't tried that one. So I cooked it on the rack, and it cooks differently. 
the, the underneath of the crust isn't as soft. It's more crunchy, really nice. So if you are cooking homemade pizzas, and what we use is we use bubbly bread, wheat bread, or the white is okay, and you put whatever toppings you want on them, then lay down some foil at the bottom of the oven because the cheese is going to drip, but just put the pizza itself right on top of the rack. And, man, the pizza was fantastic. It walked out of the kitchen very fast, <laughs> I might add. And everybody, by the way, you can tell who the cook in the family is because he knows something about every type of food you can possibly eat. And I know we talked about different delicacies. We're not going to forget dessert. Someone just said, what about desserts? Let's talk about some of those delicious things that you make. You mentioned the cookies, but let's talk about some of the other ones that you're able to make. Well, I, I would say that uh, one of my biggest things, because I, I try to stay as close to the line as I possibly, possibly can, but I, I love fruit salad, and watermelon, when it is in season, is my biggest, biggest thing that I eat. And I will tell you this, that we get our watermelons from Costco. They have the best watermelons, and they walk out of the house also because now my wife is a big-time watermelon lover. <laughs> but desserts, uh it's hard because I will say this, desserts are just that. They are something that is to be relished and enjoyed. So I love cream brulee, and I will tell you that cream brulee is probably high on the calorie side, but it is something that is very, very good. And the one thing that will never go away, it's a staple, and whenever we're at a hotel or someplace and they got it, I just love that deep, rich, dark chocolate cake. I just have to have some because chocolate cake is fantastic. I also enjoy carrot cake with cheap cream cheese frosting. That is one of my all-time favorites. And I'll have to say that the other one is just some good old-fashioned cookies, whether they're chocolate chip or whether they're oatmeal chocolate chip, either or. What do you say your favorite dessert is, I would say my favorite dessert is apple pie with vanilla ice cream. But the apple pie, not just regular apple pie, you guys, heated up apple pie with a little bit of cinnamon sprinkled on it and a drop or two of honey. And I use that in place of caramel because, like my husband said, that will be high in calories as well. But late at night, watching a movie, nothing is better than hot apple pie. With, oh, and I forgot, butter, of course, on top. See, I like those rich desserts. Here's somebody that truly, truly loves the dessert. When they start putting butter on stuff and honey in place of stuff and they want to heat it up, and that means that, understand this, you guys, that means that when you heat the pie up, that means that the ice cream is just going to melt just that Oh, my God. And I looked over and, and I'm not going to say she was licking at this because I'm not going to do that, but she might have been drinking all the leftovers out of it. I'll tell you that. But that sounds, I can't, I can't leave out apple pie. You are definitely, definitely correct because apple pie is a big one. But what about this? What about mom's peach cobbler? Oh, yeah, my mother, you guys, my husband is right. She makes a delicious peach cobbler. And there again, you have to put the vanilla ice cream on the side, and it's just a wonderful dish. She makes my husband the best banana pudding in the West, too. Yeah. He is really good, and oh. he loves it. But my mom has to be in a good mood, you guys. Yeah. If you make banana pudding, make it when you're feeling happy and the spirits <laughs> is good, because if you don't, it will not work right. It's runny. It's not the same consistency. So we get her on a day when we know she's had fun. She's went out and played bingo the night before, and... He's feeling real good, and she makes a hell of a banana pudding. Question, and I would have to say that probably my all-time favorite dessert, my all-time favorite, is sweet potato pie. No question. That is my favorite. I, I've learned from Jackie's mom and my grandmother how to cook it 
and it is, man, that is, I'll eat a whole pie in one sitting. I will say that because I try to put my whole back and elbow and knee into it and then just sit down and, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, everybody, you can join us anytime by calling 347-215-8305. And we really hope you enjoyed our section on food. It's making me hungry, but I just had Burger King. Oops, was I supposed to say that? I know that's not the healthiest thing, but it's delicious. It is. And so, you know, much up to Burger King and your, I forgot to get my, what was it, onion rings we went for? I ended up getting French fries. But anyway, everybody, thank you for um, joining us on that. And I hope you were listening and writing down some of the menus. But you got to come to Seattle to check our restaurant out, which we hope to open within the next couple of years, God willing. And, um, I think it's just, you know, about that time. What time is that? Listen. Yeah, yeah okay. That's the time I'm comfortable. That's what I've been playing here. And we are back. And it's our basketball segment. Yes, yes, babe. And welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We want to welcome the one and only Wizzle. Welcome back, Wizzle. Hi. Yes, come on and talk to us, man. I, you got off easy last week, but now we are talking Super Bowl, and I want to know what you're feeling, how you're feeling, what you're seeing. Tell me about it. Well, first and foremost, there are a couple key points. How far from 100% will Tom Brady be tomorrow? I understand that he missed practice today and that uh, he's resting his leg in that boot. That boot has become uh, awfully controversial. Uh, also, I think Eli will get better protection. Um, I've been doing a little research, and it seems that the Giants' line on both sides of the ball have really, really been stepping it up in this playoffs, and um, I expect a hell of a contest, frankly, this uh, this Super Bowl. No question. I, I, this is a question that I have for you, Wizzle, and I, I know it's kind of a no-brainer, but there, there are different sides to it because I'm looking at who is going to have the most pressure on them. Obviously, you got the Patriots because they're trying to be undefeated and they want to win a Super Bowl. But then at the same time, you got Eli Manning, who New York has been on his back, and all of a sudden he's led him to the Super Bowl, and are they going to kill him if he loses? So who has the most pressure on him? Well, definitely this is a huge game for both quarterbacks. Obviously Tom Brady would like to win his fourth. Uh, Eli would like to prove the naysayers wrong. And, you know, to this point he has done that. Um I really believe that the pressure is on the Patriots to finish their season and to and to 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 to, to, to wrap up something that's never been thought of that would be you know established in the NFL league. So I, I really think the pressure is on the Patriots. You touched on, I truly have to agree with you on that one because to finish undefeated and obviously they're played more games than the 72 Miami Dolphins team, that is that is just huge and big time. And I believe all the pressure is on the Pats. But looking at Tom Brady, I mean, how serious do you think that is? Is this something that they're playing with the press? Because I didn't really see him get hurt. But, you know, what do you think about that? Is this real or is this a facade? Well, um, I, 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 you know, playing football and, and, and spending a little time on the field, you honestly get hurt a little bit every play. You always walk back to the huddle holding your elbow or holding your finger, your thumb or something, especially if it's cold. Um, I don't know if people were able to see that replay of the game that they played, uh, the last game the Patriots played, but he had a lower ankle sprain on the inside of his right ankle. 
And in order for him to 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 move his knee out the way, he had to sacrifice his ankle. And in wow. return, his ankle his ankle gets stuck to the ground, and he kind of took a a twist to the outside of it. So it's a it's an inside ankle sprain. It's a, definitely a low inside ankle sprain. And so um, is Tom Brady being cool in the pocket will it affect that? No. But will it affect his ability to move from those the, the awesome front four the Giants have? I think it's going to be an issue. I, I, de- I definitely agree with you, Wizzle, because knowing ankles, and I've had some ankle issues over the years playing, yeah. I, I know that that is big, big time, especially for movement. But the one good thing is he has awesome protection, for one. And for two, the way that he steps up in the pocket doesn't require a lot of movement. He is very cool. But I, I'm thinking that when you get an injury like that, if you're thinking about it, that could be where, like you said, this is going to be an issue. And I think that ultimately it, it will be an issue. And I'm going to give you – I'll say this. The Pats are still going to win. What do you think about that? Come on. That's right. Um, you know what? In a perfect world, I would love to say yes, but something is telling me. I have this itching, <laughs> I have this itching feeling that New York is going to upset this team. And a couple things intrigue me. First of all, uh, the the size of the cornerbacks that New England has. Now they have some tough guys, and they play skilled, and they're skilled in their positions. They're amongst top in the league. But when you're playing against a receiver who's six six in practical bursts, I think that he's going to be one of the uh, the unseen weapons that they're going to have going uh, when they play. I really think he's going to have a uh, have a big game, and he's. He's just as, bu- as much of a threat as Randy, if not more, because he will, you know, I'll, I'll do other things. I'll come across the middle and give you different looks. And so um, their tight ends have stepped up. Armani Toomer, whoever thought that this guy would knock the cobwebs off of him, and, and he's looking like a stud now, too. So, hey, they look good right now. Yeah, I will have to say that. I just, man, I, I guess I'm going more on the fact that I would just love to see them finish the season oh, undefeated. I agree with you. I agree with you 100% there, and I, I think it would be awesome. But hey, they've already had an awesome season this far. I think both teams have proved a lot of people wrong. Uh, Mercury Morris can quit talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, about people being on his block, and you know, you're not next to us yet. So that record has been. That, you know that's been put away, but now there's a bigger uh, task at hand, and I I don't know. We got to remember the last contest they played. There was a differential of three points. It was 35-38, and a very very close contest. And I think it's going to c- come down to special teams and uh, turnovers. This is going to be a fantastic game. Can't wait to see it. Tom Brady, Eli Manning, New York, the Patriots of New England, undefeated. Eli. First time in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, all the experience, going for number four, all the pressure on the Pats, Bilicek, spy game, you got it all. Everybody tune in, watch the Super Bowl, no question about it. Now, Wizzle, go ahead, don't let me break you, talk to me. And in the upset, the Wizzle says, I got East Coast, West Coast. NBA All-Star Game, East Coast, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, Kevin Garnett, Jason Kidd. I got West Coast, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Melo, and Yao Ming. 
pretty awesome. What, pretty awesome. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, I think that the, the talent that they have on display is, you know, it's amongst the cream of the crop in the league. Uh, definitely it's going to be a, 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 a tough contest. And I think that over the years it's been getting a, a bad name as far as players coming out and not really, you know, attacking it and, and going as tough. But I think over the years uh, it's, starting to, it's starting to tighten up a little bit. And I think that, you know, pride as far as being – the West Coast and, and then the East Coast, and I think it becomes a big contest. So they got cream of the crop talent, and it's going to be a great game as well. Yes, I agree. I'm looking at I'm looking at Tracy McGrady getting snubbed, and they and they put Allen Iverson in there. And I'm you know Tracy's a great player. I love it. I think the one thing that boded uh, him down was the fact that he's been injured, whereas AI hasn't. Uh, obviously, Denver is doing well. Houston is coming up, but not doing so well. What do you think about the uh, McGrady snub? Well, um, I do think that he is a very good player, but it just so happens that the great players are getting picked right now. And if he's physically not able to allow himself to be great, because hey, let's face it, Tracy McGrady hobbled eighty percent, seventy percent, is still a very good player. But right. it just so happens that you're playing against you know players who are leading their teams and. You know, as, as far as the other all-star, all-stars, you have Brandon Roy, you got Chris Paul, these young guys who are really carving out a name for themselves. And, hey, you know, it's, it's always nice to, to see a new face in there. And so there you have it. Yeah. Do you guys think that he'll go to the all-star even though he is not a starter and that's what he's been his whole pretty much ever since he started becoming all-stars? Well, what do you think? Um, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I, I, I think uh-huh. it's... I think that he could deal with the fact that if he doesn't go, you know, I mean, okay. hey, because if you've been injured and you haven't really gave it, gave it your all, and, and as far as elite talent and the youngsters in the league, the, the guys who were high schoolers and the phenoms, we're talking about Kevin Garnett, Kobe, uh, T-Mac being one of those, and LeBron James, he really hasn't been in the same level as those guys. Do you agree with me there? Yeah, I would have to say, you've, you've seen the evolution of Kevin Garnett. I mean, you've seen him lead a team. LeBron James leads his team to the finals. Obviously, Kobe Bryant has four championships and has really elevated his game. Tracy is at that point where he has to lead his team out of the first round, and that's the point where Kevin Garnett was at a few years ago. And I think that once he does that, Everyone is going to see him for the true, awesome all-star that he is. But until then, he's going to be criticized just the same way that Kevin Garnett was. And guess what, you guys? That's okay, though, because he still made it to the all-star. So that's oh, no question. No question about it. What do you think, Wizzle, about uh, the L.A. Clippers? we got an owner in Donald Sterling and a coach in Dunleavy who seem to be going at each other. And, and, and I don't know if that's going to uh, term Dunleavy getting fired, but it doesn't seem to be a good situation. What do you think about Clipperland down there? Well, I mean, can you blame the guy? I mean, hey, if, if winning fixes and, 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 and heals things, what is losing to uh, that's right. right. I mean, that's I mean, right. You got somebody to blame. We've been trying it for years. It hasn't worked. You have been responsible for putting a good team together. You do have a, a good product, and they're competitive. But we're not here to just look good. We want to win. We want, we would like to to get to the playoffs and and do some of the things that, that the other teams are doing, where we can start developing all stars and, and and the personnel relationships within the NBA. And you don't allow that to flourish if you don't win. 
No, no question. I, I think that that's probably the biggest stress that's going on down there is the fact that hopes were so high last year and they fizzled. And then coming into this year, hopes are, you know, we don't really know where we're going to go. Elton's out. You know, we got players hurt and they're just not going up to par. And the, the owner in Sterling is saying, hey, I just signed you to a four years, $22 million deal to be my coach, and I'm going to need some production. And if I don't see it, there's going to be some problems. Dunleavy, I think, is a fantastic coach. He's led the team. He's done uh, tremendous things with the young players. I think that you look at the evolution of Chris Kamen, who is really coming into his own, whether he'll be a reserve or not on the All-Stars is yet to be seen, but definitely deservingly so. Uh, I really I like their team. I see their talent. Unfortunately, in Clipperland, again, you've got a lot of injuries, but the first person in line is the coach, and I think that's what's going on. Yeah, I agree. My, my my two cents count. You know, I had to jump in there. I agree, you know. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, anybody that wants to join us, we see a lot of callers on the line, please call in at 347-215-8305 and join us. You can jump on live with us or you can join us in our chat room as well. And we're going to round out the sports segment with a thank you to the Wizzle again for joining us. And um, we will go right on into what we have in the news. And before we do that, though, I want to talk a little bit about our cause and what we um, represent, and that is HIV and AIDS. Um, we didn't get to talk to you guys uh, last week, but we announced to you uh, recently that Chantel, our daughter, has been named the United States National Youth Ambassador for HIV and AIDS. So that's a that big ups to her and all of the work she's doing in that genre. You see a lot of her. She's also going to be the national YMCA spokesperson as well. So just sharing that with you. Um, you know, we got some people on the line, and if anybody want to jump in, jump right on in. And I, I like to say, Shanny, hats off as a father. I'm all blessed to have you as a daughter, and I'm just loving watching you grow as a person and a young lady who is being responsible not only to herself but to her brother, to her family, to her peers because HIV and AIDS is something that is big and people aren't always paying attention. But when you get somebody young and beautiful who is not infected speaking for it, I think that it's going to bring a lot of notice to it. And uh, just my hat goes off to you, not only because you're my daughter, just because I'm watching you and I love watching seeing you grow. The most definitely, most definitely, and and it's an honor too to just be involved with HIV and AIDS. We want everybody to go out there and get tested, know your status. I know right now the voting and um, with the presidential running and all the different candidates out there, a lot of the attention is focused on that. But definitely, you know, focus your attention on your health and knowing your status. Talk to your friends, tell them to go out and get tested. HIV and AIDS is here; it's not going anywhere, and we say that every show. And we're telling you again to just definitely know your status. No question. Please go out and get tested. And like I always say, this is something that you don't have to go in and you don't have to get a shot in your arm and they take your blood. They have what they call a swab test and they'll test the inside of your mouth with a Q-tip and you can know your status in 20 minutes. And that is an oral test, not something that's hard, not going to hurt you because I hate needles also. But at the same time, we need to know our status because we don't want to infect anybody and keep this disease going. We want to get it down and keep it down and really, really educate not only ourselves, but our children, our peers. Put it in the browser. Put it in the browser, right? 
Yes, babe. I think we have a caller on the line. Yes, we have a few callers on the line. Don't 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 hesitate. Jump right on in, you guys. We're gonna continue on with the show. We're having a good time talking to all of you guys. We're happy to be back again. We had an emergency last week. That's the only reason why you didn't hear us uh, gracing the station. But we're back, and we'll be back again next week as well. And we're gonna jump right on into hot topics, and um, we're gonna start off with Keith Ledger. And I'm sure everybody's heard about his untimely passing, and wow. now they are saying that it could have been natural causes. So that's good to hear that it wasn't something by accident or something intentional, that it just probably was, you know, God calling him home. Yeah, somebody so young, it's definitely uh, not a good thing. But at the same time, we're going to have a lot of works that he did to be able to, to grace DVDs and, and theaters around the world because to be so young and to do so much work and to be on such a high level, that is was such a credit to him as an actor and his art form was something truly you can tell that he took pride in. So uh, bless his soul and uh, we will be watching. I believe Batman, baby, is what yes. he'll be in and he is the Joker. So when that is coming out, I believe this year sometime, everybody go out and check it out. Definitely, definitely. And caller, did you want to say something? Hello? Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? Hi, it's Tiana. How are you doing? Hi. You know we know your voice, girlfriend. Yeah, I'm looking at my husband. That's Tiana, that's Tiana. Oh, what's up, how you doing? How are you? Oh, we are fantastic. We're excited, and I'm glad you're on the line with us. And Shani's doing great. She's happy she released her single, Here We Are Again, and... uh Yes, yes, doing very well. Hard out here. We're pumping it hard, and we're really, we're very proud of her, and it's just, it's just very exciting. But I called to, you know, basically show some love to you guys and see how you're doing because I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, thank you so thank much. We think you. about you every day, and, and George tells us that you're wonderful and everything. So thank you, Tiana. Oh, thank you. And the Heath Ledger thing, that is so sad. But natural causes, I don't know. Everybody's dying from natural causes. I guess we all got to live our life the best way we can because you never know when it's over. That's right. That's that right. That is exactly right, Tiana. And how you thank doing, you so much. I, I saw you on Chris Webber's website last night because I was researching some websites for Shani, and I saw you uh -huh. on the website, and that's the best website I ever saw in my life. So just wanted to say oh, that man. word. Oh, that's uh, we, You know, we got to call Webb and tell him you said that, honey. Yeah, we're going to have to go check his website out. We usually tune in to him about once every couple of weeks. We haven't checked him out lately, but you're right. He has a good one. So no, that website, I'm telling you, Doug, it's very hard for Tiana Smalls to get impressed. And I was impressed. I emailed George immediately, like, oh, my God, who did this website? But he don't have who <laughs> did it up on his website. So, you know, make sure you call him and tell him, you know, Tiana Smalls said that. I will okay. do that, so <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> And right, what's the weather like out there in New York? Huh, what did you say? What's the weather like out there in New York, yeah? It's a little cold. I had my juicy hoodie on, Jackie, with my okay. hat. It was it's a little cold, and I had my wig okay. on, and it still was cold, so. Oh, no, okay, well, shoot, I know New York, but it's the loveliest place, ain't it, honey? Don't we always oh, talk man, about New that? York, New York, York. Oh. big city well, of dreams. you guys come. We want to throw you guys a big party. We're going to have a good time when you come out here. Oh, we and can't Doug, wait. Come we here. cannot wait. Friends, okay, Doug, there's no more cuties in New York, so bring some cuties. Ah! <laughs> I'll bring mine with me. Well, okay, so I'll be listening the rest of the show. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye, y'all. Okay, bye. And everybody, we're still tuning in to Jackie. us. Um, go ahead. Yes, hello. Is there another caller? Hey, hey, hey. Jackie, hi. This is Betty. Hi. We're here in Washington, D.C. Hi. Jackie, we like uh -huh. to say something to you. We love 
Things that you have brought to DC HIV/AIDS awareness, and we are doing here, which is called a touch of red, and we going to donate a portion of the proceeds to your organization, which is Infinite Love Foundation HIV/AIDS awareness. Oh, well, thank you guys so much, and you you know it's going right back into the community. We are so honored to be a part of it, and we thank you guys from the bottom of our heart. Yes, Betty, thank you guys. We love D.C. Betty, thank you. You are the best. Uh, my wife, daughter, we all love you. We appreciate everything that you guys are doing, and we're going to keep this HIV and AIDS thing going and making sure that we are bringing awareness to it. And, uh, again, we love D.C. And please get all of their names for us, Betty, because we want to meet every one of them and give them a hug, and we want to do something special for the hard work they're out there doing tonight at this event. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and we have more callers on the line. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're having a blast. Um, you know, we, we just want to say again, you can call us at 347-215-8305 and join the show, or you can go in our chat room, or you can just sit back kind of like some of the callers and just listen. But make sure you tune in every Saturday at 5 o'clock, and we'll be right here. And um, going back into some of the hot topics that's out, the extreme skier, honey, what do you think about him? He and jumped. I, I, I saw that extreme skier dies at age 28 years old, but that, yeah. I mean, that is it, you Extreme skiing is something that is, is crazy. I've seen some of that from avalanches to all types of different things. But I will tell you now, that is a sport and an art form that is beautiful, obviously, when things like this doesn't happen. But uh, I had seen, I guess, a poem or something from his mom, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. that is just, man, our hats go off to the family. But, man, uh, the beauty in what he did and what he does is awesome. And you know what, he he was doing a documentary, so we'll be able to everybody make sure that if you um, watch TV and stuff like that or if they have it on DVD, pick it up and, and support him and his family. I'm sure there will be a foundation or a charity set up for him and for other skiers that's out there trying to let the world see such a beautiful sport. Definitely support him. And then we move right into the fact, this is on a high note, Obama wins the South Carolina primary. Wow. So that's really good. The man, uh, Obama is trucking through. I am, I mean, this is something obviously he's making all types of ways but this is a precedent that i i haven't seen i don't think anyone's seen but i don't know that going into this election if everybody was really giving him the shot that i think that we all see that he is truly truly a candidate to be reckoned with and before you know it, it we could be saying president barack obama President Barack Obama, yep, or President Hillary Clinton. These are all going to be huge history-making things, you guys, if that happens. And then we'll jump right into the college coach that went shoeless to bring awareness. Now, that's powerful. Yeah, he was bringing awareness to the children in Africa, I believe. And I'm not sure of his name because I, I, I heard you say that to me earlier. And that is, that's what I'm talking about. Those are statements that 
that makes something and is positive and people, obviously you're going, well, hey, he's coaching. Where in the hell are his shoes at? But at the same time, that's obviously going to take you into the fact that, hey, I'm doing this for a cause. I want people to understand that children in Africa need help. And this is my way of making a stand. And, man, the hat goes off. I mean, that is big time and definitely something that was was well, well deserved because uh, we need to pay attention to everything that's going on in our world, definitely. Oh, most definitely. I, I would have to say that it, it is something that is, is, is huge, you know, and um, our prayers go out to him as well. And we'll go right on into our one of our favorite parts of our show, and that will be the love and romance section. And we have some questions. We're going to start today's section off with a couple of questions and one is dedicated to you honey and it is Doug how do you feel about how do you feel about Shani's music I will tell you this you guys our daughter is not out yet but she just filmed a video for her song here we are again and it brought me to tears every time I watch my baby in front of the camera performing she is a professional and how I feel about her music is Obviously, I love everything that she does, but it's it's beautiful because it's good music, it's fun music. She's doing something productive that she loves, and to watch her put her heart and soul into something, if you have children out there, when you watch them do something that they truly, truly love, it's a special thing. It's a special feeling, and I, I will say that I feel melancholy, happy, sad, excited, Jubilant, I feel a little bit of everything about our daughter's music, baby. So to answer that question, I'm having a blast watching our baby perform and watching her grow by leaps and bounds, no question. And I must say that I feel exactly the same way, and um, I want to thank God for that, too. And then we go right into this question for me. It says, Jackie, where are you and Doug getting married in 2008? And I don't want to say yet because it's a surprise even to my husband, but I will say it will be in the United States in a big city with beautiful lights, and they have a gigantic area that they call... It has something to do with... um, I thought it was I can't say that because they'll know. We'll we'll try him too. It's a big city with lots of big things going on. So that takes out Jamaica then because Jamaica (laughs) is not the United States. It's not a big city, but okay. Yeah, we're getting married, so I can can go up on that, but dang. That's all right. Wherever it's at, we're going to have a blast. That's for sure. No that's question. right. That, that's definitely right. And then we'll go into, this one is for Doug or Jackie. Can you give us three tips for couples facing hard times? Ooh, that, I mean, that's a, it's a bad one and a good one at the same time. I got one tip, and this is for couples who need to communicate and have some conversation because you get into your car together, you get your fav- get a couple of your favorite CDs, and you go on a long favorite ride. Because what I find with my wife and I is we get in the car, and we drive, and we are able to talk. And if we're going, like, to visit my mom, it takes us about two hours to get there. But we get so much done on top of the fact that we listen to some great music. We're able to conversate. We might pull over and get something to eat get back in the car, and we just have a blast while we're doing it. So one of my things would be, if you're having a problem, go for a ride with your mate. Get some good music that both of you guys enjoy and love. 
And he's not saying that we're doing that because we're having problems. I want to make sure and clarify that. He's saying that's something that we enjoy doing. I would also like to give you a tip, and that is communication. Please make sure you're communicating. You're talking about things because if you're not talking about things, you can't get it resolved. I always say don't brush it under the rug. Deal with it head on. And then thirdly, my husband would like to tell you to... I would have to back that up and say communication. I'm That's sorry, right. I don't have a third one, but communicate, <laughs> you can make any and everything happen. And I'd also like to say that if you if you want to, you can write a letter. You can write a letter to your mate. Sometimes, you know, I've noticed being a woman that it's harder for men to kind of understand. And when you try and talk to them, maybe they don't get what you're trying to say. And vice versa, I'm sure for women, to men, it's the same way. Write a letter. Just jot it down on a piece of paper, everything that you want to say. And fold it up, put it in the envelope, or just fold it up and put it into your mate's pocket or in their bag or wherever you know that they're going to go to so that they can pick it up and they can read it and they can see what you're feeling because sometimes you know conversating it gets a little jumbled and it's hard to communicate once somebody shuts down you're not going to be able to get through and if they're not if they haven't mastered the art of being able to say they didn't mean anything negative towards me they're just trying to do this out of love then it's harder to reach a person like that so if you write it down they can stand there and they're going to have to take five minutes out of their time and read it and then they'll get what you're trying to say so I would say those are three tips. I wish we could give you more, but it would take up the rest of the show. But we would just like to say our prayers go out to you. If you are having trouble, if you have a mate and you've invested that time, it's worth talking about. It's worth trying to work it out. And it's worth loving each other and respecting one another. One thing that's strong in me and Doug's relationship is loyalty and the fact that we are in it to win together and we are committed to our commitment. So we make sure that no matter what the situation and circumstances is, he's the love of my life. He's my best friend and my soulmate. And every day you may not see eye to eye in every second, but for the most part, you if you really are in it and you are committed to one another, you will have the strength, you'll have infinite love, what we share. And I know I get on his nerves sometimes, I've said this before, but he knows that I love him to death and vice versa. So I'd like to end that um, section with that. No question. No, the tips are always a beautiful thing and, uh, and something that is to be spread, not only to you from us, but spread it around so that everybody can get a little bit because in this world we need more and more love. And the more that we can spread it, the more that it's going to be reciprocated back to us as a people. And knowing that your mate loves you, knowing that you love them and are willing to work through it together is a powerful, powerful thing because it gives the other per- person confidence in not only in themselves, but in you, in themselves from the standpoint that they can trust, that they can tell you something, and you're not going to flip out on them or do any of that crazy stuff. You're going to be able to talk to them and understand, and it's a beautiful thing, and trusting in the fact that communication is what's going to get you over ultimately. That's that's very, very beautiful, and I second what my husband said. I couldn't have said it better. And as we wind down this show, we really, really enjoyed you guys again, enjoyed each other, and enjoyed all of our callers that called in. And we thank you, and we will see you again on next Saturday at 5 o'clock. Thank you. Everybody, see you next week. Thank you again.